Hello and welcome everybody to a new episode of the Advanced Real Estate Talk. It's your co-host Aurelia. I'm here with Glenn and Darcy, darcywhite.ca. Darcy uh, has um, great contributions to a, a, a blog post. These are his thoughts uh, based on the conversations we have. He explores them a bit further. And then there is a, a Glenn, glennsutherland.com. Glenn has a mastermind and a course about how to flip homes in the U.S., which is a great way to get started um, investing in real estate. And uh, I have a course as well, and uh, I'm going to start a mastermind. Stay tuned. Um, so for today, we're going to be discussing what are the three tips we wish we knew before starting. I'm going to, I'm happy to start. Uh, for, so personally, all right, I, all right, we should give everybody a bit of a just a background to this. None of us know what the other person's going to say. That's right. <laughs> so hopefully Ari doesn't have the same points as me or the same idea. But I'm very, I think we'll be all over the map. I'm yeah. sure we will. <laughs> I'm very condensed, uh, as usual, but today particularly with this topic. Uh, so if we, if we consider real estate investing, I wish I had started earlier and... Um, I remember visiting an apartment in Paris and I think um, I should have been a bit more persistent and, and I should have bought this apartment building. This, um, sorry, it was just an apartment. Uh, it was a, what you call condos here. Yeah. Uh, we call them apartments in France. So I wish I had bought it and I could have uh, rented it out. But who knows, you know, maybe it would have been a difficult experience. Um, evictions are d tough in France, so maybe uh, maybe uh, it would have been a good experience. So, but yeah, start early is something I wish I had known. Uh, partner to grow is another one. Uh, we'll dig into partnerships a little in, an, in another episode. But I think, yeah, partnering, if you, if you partner with the right people, can be a way to grow um, significantly. And, and fast track your your journey um and then lastly and it's something I, i'm just i've just gone through uh is define a mission uh very often we go after what we think is good for us and what we think others want from us others want for us um could be our parents could be friends could be circles we uh, we we surround ourselves with and and i've decided uh, looking at other people uh, who are very successful okay and some of them they have a personal mission statement for for example someone was uh, you know everybody should have a personal computer um uh, uh, I, I i've decided i would define a mission statement for myself an overarching goal um, that makes sense for me to um, align my my actions with, uh, and then I, I think I'll be happy to look back and be able to say, okay, this was what gave sense to to my actions, to the actions I took all along, um, and uh, it's something I'm proud of, something I'm happy to stand behind, and yeah, so that's that's something else I wish I had. Um, uh, you, you mentioned the like starting earlier part um, and just you saying that because this was that wasn't one of my tips that I was originally thinking but I it is a great it. one it's a good one um, whenever I was in college there was uh, you know I don't know if they were boyfriend girlfriend or husband wife or whatever but they were long-term dating at that point 
just college, which is, you know, as serious as you as college is, right? Because it's still kind of early. But anyway, um, they borrowed money from their parents and they had bought the house that they were living in in college and they were renting the rooms out. If I would have done that, think about how powerful that would have been, you know, as a house in your name at 18 years old. I think that's the youngest you can be to pull this off completely without having like a um, your parents on the file. Probably have to get a cosign for the loan anyway um, at that point because you probably don't have any credit. But um, can you imagine? Can you imagine if you would have uh, started when you're 18 years old? Uh, just did just they're miles ahead, right? I bet you their house is paid off right now, right? Yeah. Um, if, if that was their goal, right? Depending, some people want to you know, refinance and use the money for something else. Um, what I wanted to talk about for my point was, uh, you know, it's kind of uh, Ari did touch on this, but uh, partnering to grow is what how Ari put it. I put it as uh, it's a team sport, right? Um, so I started and I did it in the U.S. and I partnered with my brother, which. You know, it is partnering, but it's not really partnering when I was doing it in Canada because um, I was using it was worth family. Right. Um, but I went down to the U.S. and then I started doing it all myself. Um, and it was the growth rate was very slow. I had to wait for the refinance. I had to wait for each thing. I had uh, lines of credit, which was adding a lot of stress to my life, which meant I had to um, settle those up between starting another project. And the whole thing was you know, when I look back, it should have been so much faster. I had the podcast going after, I don't know, a year or two in the States. So it was, uh, there was the possibility to go so much faster. If I would have just been okay with getting a smaller piece of this, or, you know, and actually, to be honest with you, that wasn't my concern when I was starting at that point. What my concern was, was losing someone else's money. I was willing to to gamble my own money um, and figure it out myself. But I was honestly terrified to take someone else's money if I didn't know the whole path. But if I would have taken on a mentor, there was people who were Canadians investing in the U.S. at that time. Honestly, I didn't know them. But if I probably would have done some Googling, I bet you I could have found them, right? Because I know who they are now. And I know they've been doing this for a lot longer than I have. Um, you know, just talking to them, partnering with them, paying for some of their time, I could have made this miles ahead. And I think the advice they would have given me as well would be, partner up with some other people, even if at the start, you're putting in half your own money, half of their money, uh, just to to scale this, right? You could do, say you have enough to do one project. If you put in, I don't know, half of your money into each of the projects and took on some partners, explain the risks to them, like how much faster could you have grown, right? How much, you know, just doing more projects, how much more could you have learned? And, and you know, uh, I probably could have left my job way earlier. And that's a big thing. If you're doing this completely on your own, um, you read, you know, rich dad, poor dad, you have the blueprint to, you know, buy a house, refinance, do the whole thing. But it, honestly, it's, it's very hard. Uh, honestly, I don't, if I wouldn't have partnered with anyone, I don't know if I would have hit that landmark or that, you know, what milestone, even at this point, if I had not worked with someone else, it just, it's so much extra, it, yeah. just so much slower. It, it just wouldn't happen. I think I'd still be working to be completely honest. Yeah. Hey, there's a little teaser. These three tip series. We're going to talk about tips for finding partners in an upcoming episode. So hang around for it. It's great, Glenn. What are the other two? And just for listeners that are reading or sorry, running, walking their dog or driving, I'm just taking notes. I'll summarize these at the end. So you go to the end and just write them down. That'll make it easier for everyone. Well, you're going to love my other two. So Okay, shoot. <laughs> I understood this. We were each coming up with one tip. So I came up with one. Okay. So it's an awesome proceed, tip. Darcy. Uh, that's oh, okay. 
<laughs> well, you're, you're, these are these are good. If I can just draw a line between them, uh, I have to note, you know, for longtime listeners, um, all seventy or one hundred and forty of you, you'll know there's a significant age difference between uh, Ari and Glenn and myself, almost twenty years. I started at the age they are now, thirty-seven. So um, you guys are just a little bit about that or right around that age mark. I'm 60 now. Um, Ari's point, start earlier, start as soon as you can. Like, don't waste time. I wanted to do real estate in 1992. I didn't do it till 2000. So I instead, I did good things. I got an undergraduate degree and then I got an ed degree and I taught school. I did a bunch of great things, but I really wanted to do it in 91, 92. We didn't have agreement with my central partner and my wife about that. She did not want me being a realtor and working nights and weekends. Um, but, uh, boy, that those are such great tips. Here's my three tips on before you start. And these are things that I learned from kind of bitter experience. I'm very goal-focused, but I don't think I enlarged my goals enough to consider that I was actually building a business, not buying a building. And there's a big, big difference. We've mentioned many times um, the E-Myth book about how to build your business, not your, you know, your hobby or, or your avocation. I think, and Ari mentioned this before we started off the hop talking about vision and defining your personal mission is one of his three tips. Have a bigger, better vision for what you're doing. If you get into this and your mission is really just buy one house and flip it, okay, great. Through that experience, it might lead you to what Glenn's been doing, flipping 30 a year. Or you might go back to being an engineer or something else. But in reality, what I was doing was building a business. And to have that larger, bigger goal in mind, it would have changed some of the early steps. So I would have invested more in the foundation of what I was doing rather than just consummating a deal and getting it done and you know getting the work done. I might have taken some different steps. Some of them uh, might have just been the way I think about things. What am I going to do with this? How am I going to get rid of it? Or should I get rid of this property? Should I flip it, sell it, hold it, lease it, rent it? Um, it would have changed it. So my tip is, if you're going to get into this, think of it in mind of a business. What are you adding to a business? And take a business-like approach to it. So that might change the way you set things up. But maybe take a little more thought and care into where you do your work and how you do it and what hours and what you set up right from the beginning. All of us have, have bemoaned the fact that our Facebook accounts are mixed, personal and business. It's a really good idea to separate those two things and start with that in mind. And there's other areas where you can separate and make, keep separate, like your personal life and your, and your business life. And where they leak into each other, the hours you spend and where you do your work and what kind of work you do where. So if you build within, with a business in mind... I think you come to a different place where you get there better and faster without having to change things radically. So partnership agreements that are meant to last. So this is my second idea. My second tip is build for term, build for stability and build for health. That business you're thinking about, have a term in mind. I know it's really kind of cool. And we, um, you know, in the early seventies, we had saw business books that, noted with incredulity that the Japanese businesses frequently built with a hundred year plan. And this is at a time when having a three to five year plan in American or North American business was a novelty. Someone's planning for a hundred years. What does that look like? And how might that change the kind of work that you do with terms 
of stability and sustainability and, and, and ecology in mind. Oh, if you're doing a hundred years, you got to plan for someone else to take over this project. You have you to, gotta build, you have to yeah. step out of it. You got to build in succession planning. You got to build in a way to keep sustain your energy and your health. So you build for strength and stability and term and health. And that might change the way you do business. You might be better at putting up boundaries earlier and saying, I don't do that. I cannot do that because I can't sustain that for 25 years. And it might change the relationships you have with people that you meet along the way that might be a part of your business, but not presently a part of your business activities at this moment. But it might change the way you see the landscape and who you're looking for. I did a very, very poor job of these. These are bitter lessons for me, planning for, for sustainability. You know, everything's, I got, I'm a linchpin to my organization and I'm 60 and I don't have a succession plan. My succession plan quit last spring. So, you know, that's changed my business plan. Um, I didn't build with this in mind. The third one, got it. Third one is um, plan out like a five to seven year cycle. Even if your model's wrong and these hundred year plans, they can't be right. They didn't know that there's gonna be two world wars in there, the Japanese economy would be destroyed rebound and become one of the more robust in the world and then because of demographics shrink again they never saw that nobody could have but you have to adjust but at least if you got a framework of a plan you change the way you approach your business i mean these are all kind of related but take a business-like approach to whatever you, to what you're doing right from the start that's in terms of think of it as a business build for stability strength and health and sustainability and build out with a plan have a term to it no good business starts with an uncertain mission and an uncertain end goal and an uncertain term. You cannot attract money and partners that way if your plans are fuzzy. So if you have a clear plan, even if you change it and adjust it, you're way, you're way better off. You have a better project. Um, those are my best stuff. All right, I think we're hitting the mark for time, Mark. Correct, yeah. And I, I really like those episodes where we uh, uh, discuss, uh, you know, what are your best three tips? Uh, yeah, I got to do more of those. Yeah, well, we got two more coming. We got two more right after this. Yeah, and, um, yeah. So thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, hope you'll take advantage of those tips. And yeah, uh, see you next week. Thanks everyone. <laughs> yeah. All right.